We are in Luke chapter 19 on this Palm Sunday, and so feel free to take your device, grab your Bible, and turn to Luke chapter 19, starting in verse 28. The title of this talk is Unmute Yourself, this Palm Sunday reflection. Unmute yourself. Well, this, this statement, you're on mute, is actually one of the most common statements said in 2020. You're on mute. And many of you guys know the setting. You're on a video call. You're on a Zoom call. You hop on, and you see all these boxes and faces in front of you. The host comes on and begins the meeting. And at one point, it's your turn to speak. And so you speak, but you notice something strange. You notice that there are a bunch of these blank faces looking at you, not responding to anything you're saying, until somebody says, hey, you're on mute. And at which point you click yourself on mute. Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me many times. And actually, when I think of that statement, I realize that during this pandemic, being on mute actually goes beyond a video call. In this pandemic, being on mute actually goes beyond that Zoom call. And I just, look, I just look at what's happening in our world today. When we look at social media, cancel culture is actually about putting people on mute. The cries of black lives have been put on mute. Women in the workplace can easily be put on mute. The voices of Asian American Pacific Islanders easily put on mute. And then, during this pandemic, COVID itself has put lives on mute by ending those very lives. So, so many voices have been put on mute. I am encouraged, however, by this passage in Luke 19. Because in this Palm Sunday passage, uh, odd as it is, odd, odd as it is because it features the Savior King Jesus on this lowly donkey, but I'm encouraged by this Luke 19 Palm Sunday passage because we'll see how the words of this man named Jesus actually takes us off mute. How the words of Jesus take us off mute and give us our voices back. And so let me pray for us as we go into Luke 19. Father in heaven, we give you this time. Holy Spirit, we invite you here. Father, by your grace, we ask that you open our ears to hear the voice of Jesus that speaks to us. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you begin to show us a part of our lives that are on mute that should not be. That's what I pray this morning, and that your words may be received by us so that your words of love may empower us and embolden us today as you call us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so let's go to Luke 19, starting in verse 28. It reads, starting at the top of the screen here, Jesus went ahead going to Jerusalem as he approached Bethpage and Bethany at a hill called the Mount of Olives. He sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, this young donkey, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it, say the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying this colt? They replied, the Lord needs it. 
And then continuing to verse 35, they brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, the people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. In other translations, it reads, Hosanna, Hosanna, this expression of praise. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. So when I read this passage, specifically in verse 30, highlighted there, where it says, a colt is tied there, which no one has ever ridden. I can't help but let my imagination roll for a moment. I can't help but ask, uh, why, was this, why was this donkey unused? Why was it never ridden? Why does it seem like it was muted? And maybe, again, as I let my imagination roll, uh, Maybe it got made fun of in donkey school. Maybe it just wasn't strong enough. Maybe it wasn't good enough. Maybe it sounded pretty bad and didn't make it to the donkey choir. And maybe it simply didn't look the part with those big donkey ears. But no matter what the reason might be, this donkey was on mute. And then again, I thought of our world and how being on mute actually affects so many of us. And just like the examples I mentioned earlier, it affects the person of color being on mute. Being on mute affects the, the harassed person in the workplace, members of the LGBTQ plus community, affects the Asian American Pacific Islander. And I myself confess that this has also affected me this concept of being unmuted. And for me, it happened when I was 12 years old. When I was 12 years old is when my family and I came here from the Philippines. And my brothers and I lived in the neighborhood where there were not many like us. We hung out a lot on the courts. We hung around the playgrounds a lot. And I recall I got made fun of a bunch of times. I got made fun of because of the shape of my Asian eyes and also because of my accent. And it happened often enough that I would go home and I, I, I just found myself simply wish that I was simply better looking or that I sounded more American. And I remember there were many moments where I would look at myself in the mirror and I believed that God made a mistake when he made me. My self-image was placed on mute. I began to believe that there was something inherently wrong with how God made me. And maybe you can identify with that, because for me to this day, there are still those condemning voices that says, you don't look the part, Red, you don't sound the part. You're simply not good enough. And so obviously when I, when I read through Luke 19, I can't help but look at what's happening with this lowly muted donkey. And so let me, ask, let me ask you for a moment. Is there a part of you that's on mute? Is there a part of you that's been silenced because of how you view yourself or how you perceive others view you? 
Is there that part of you? Because in this passage of Luke 19 are actually uplifting and encouraging messages for you. And here's one of them. To the muted, the plans of God are actually more inclusive than you believe. The plans of God are more inclusive than you believe. And this message comes through when we take a look at this donkey. Because, first of all, it, it's such a strange Palm Sunday passage if you ponder it for a moment. So Palm Sunday is this, is this event where it's the revealing of the Messiah, Savior, King. And it's actually a reflection as well because it is a fulfillment of the Zechariah prophecy. This prophecy in Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9. And so this is a big deal. Look what it says in Zechariah 9.9. It says, it reads, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout. Rejoice greatly. Shout. I mean, this is a big deal. Daughter Jerusalem, see, your king comes to you. You see how much of a big deal this is? Righteous and victorious. And then it takes this dip. Righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, a young donkey, the foal, the young of a donkey. That just sounds so strange, doesn't it? Zechariah must have been scratching his head. He must have been saying when he, saw, when he read this prophecy or when he received this prophecy, God, what happened to the horses? How about, how about one chariot, a couple of chariots, a donkey, really? You know, maybe some royal camels? But instead, this creature, I mean, a king riding in on a donkey is like, is like a president going to his inauguration in a 2004 Honda Civic, the kind of car that I have. Instead of an Escalade or a limo, it just sounds so strange. But ponder for a moment what's happening here. I'll tell you what's happening here. The plan of God makes room for the muted. The plan of God makes room for the lowly. To the muted, the plans of God are actually more inclusive than you dared believe. That's what's happening here. And, and why is this uplifting? Why is it encouraging? Because I see that the plans of God has room for people like me. The plans of God has room for people like you if you feel the same. And Paul actually reinforced this when he wrote to the people of Corinth. He reinforced this fact about how God has room, includes the muted and the lowly. In chapter 1, he writes, Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose, hear this, God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things, the muted things. God chose the lowly, the, the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and 
the despised things. He includes the muted in his plans. And this is not just in scripture because even in our world today, I see this inclusivity happening even in our world today. I see young people of color previously muted, leading, marching to end injustice. I see victims of, self tra- of sex trafficking previously muted, now survivors and leaders of anti-slavery. We have our own Pastor Rich. One of his stories was that he was previously muted, sitting on the back of a church, muted, quiet, until somebody saw him and somebody called him out and gave this prophetic word over him that, says that, you, that said that you will be preaching to nations. God is inclusive of the lowly. And then I, I have friends who are currently part of the undocumented population, a population that you know can easily be muted, and yet they're starting food businesses in order to serve others like them. These are examples of how God includes the muted. And what a great message, isn't it, for Palm Sunday? So that the next time you're looking at this passage or the next time you observe Palm Sunday, it's not just about the waving of the palm branches, but it's also about how God includes the muted. And I have reason to say these things because this is something that actually happens to me. You know, as I mentioned earlier, we're starting this new congregation in Nassau, Long Island. And when I look at myself, I've told the New Life leadership this, that I have no experience in church planting. I've never done this before. And so when I consider those things, I'd rather put my head down and mute myself. And yet, do you know what keeps my head up? Do you know what gives me hope? It's the fact that God chooses people like me. And God chooses people like you if you feel the same. God includes the lowly in his plans. So you might feel muted, unwanted. God has his eyes on you. God has his eyes on you. And now I recognize that there might be some uh, who hear this and you might say, you know what, Red, I, I, really, I, I really don't believe that. I, if I'm on mute, uh, I can get myself off mute. I don't, I, don't think you believe, I don't think you need God. I don't think you need Luke 19. I, I don't think you need this for you to be able to overcome being muted. There might be some who feel that way. And maybe you're thinking, you know, I, I, could, I could do it myself. I could simply uh, work hard and get a good education so that I can go beyond me being silenced. Maybe I could simply um, prove myself and work hard enough or work hard enough to fit in. And maybe that's, maybe that's you. And I want to let you know that I, I, I hear that. I, I hear that there are many who simply say, you know, I can, I can work toward a preferred future. I can work hard toward a, a, a future achievement. I don't, I don't need Jesus. I don't, I, don't, I don't need God for that. And if that's, if that's you, would you just hear me for a moment? Just let me offer this to you for a moment, because yes, hard work is good. Uh, 
working for a preferred future is important, uh, trying to achieve some kind of uh, future accomplishment is, is significantly important. But let me add, let me just add this, that there are forces in this world, there are destructive forces in this world that seek to mute you no matter how hard you work. There are forces in this world that will seek to mute you and silence you no matter how hard you work. All I need to do is think of what happened in Georgia with those spot workers and how there were destructive forces that silenced those folks. No matter how hard they work, I think of the tragic story of Rihanna Taylor and how she was working hard to get her life on track and yet there were forces that placed her on mute. I think about those grocery workers in Colorado, silenced by a shooter, no matter how hard they worked. There are evil forces that seek to mute you and silence you, no matter how hard you try. But there, in Luke 19, there is, however, something for you that no force can take away. In Luke 19, there is something for you that no shooter can rob you of. In Luke 19. And what is it? It's not something that's based on hard work. It's actually something that's based on His work. It's something that's based on the work of this Savior King Jesus. And specifically, it's something that's based on His words. And it's found in verse 34, where it says, The Lord needs it. And it's said twice. The Lord needs it. The Lord needs the lowly. The Lord needs the muted in this passage. And I couldn't help but wonder if Jesus said something to this cult. Again, I allowed my imagination to roll here. I couldn't help but wonder if he said something to this cult, just like many humans speak to animals. And I wonder when he saw this cult, I wonder if he thought, this is an animal that my father has made. I, I wonder when he saw this cult, I wonder if he says, this is the kind of animal that was used in the book of Numbers in another part of Scripture. I wonder when he saw this colt, he said, this is the kind of animal that carried my mom when I was in her womb. And you know what I think? I think when the colt came near, I think he leaned over over those big ears and he said, the Lord needs you. I think he patted that animal and he said, the Lord needs you. And when he said that, the Lord needs you. And it's not in the sense, it's not in the sense that the Lord is needy. It's not in the sense that without his animal, he wouldn't have been savior king. It's in the sense that the Lord chooses the lowly and the muted for his plans. It's in the sense that the Lord needs you. The Lord chooses you. And so these words, if you take these words in, these words offer you something that, that can never be taken away. These words offer you something that no shooter can rob you of. What these words offer you is this present relationship with the Savior King. That's what these words offer you. When you hear these words today, the Lord needs you. 
He's offering you these present relationship that you can enter into even now, even today. You see, hard work may offer an achievement in the future, but the words of Jesus offers relationship for the present. That's something that you can enter into today. And like in those shootings, evil, evil can destroy hard work, but no shooter, no force on earth can take away this relationship with the Savior King, Jesus. And so then, uh, let, let's bring this together. How, how does all of this really unmute you? How does, it, how does it work? And here's how. Because the affirming voice of Jesus that says the Lord needs you, it actually silences all the other condemning voices that seek to put you on mute. That's how. The affirming voice of Jesus Christ that says the Lord needs you silences all the other voices in order to take you off mute. And so this, this truth actually comes alive for me. This truth comes alive for me on many Sundays. Because on many Sundays, here's what happens with New Life East. I've been giving messages, and after the message that I give, uh, I get feedback from folks. There are some people who are pointing out what's good. There are folks that are pointing out what's not so good. But there's one particular voice that I go to on Sundays. And it's the voice of my wife, Aya. And so sometimes I feel a little shy or sheepish asking her what she thinks. Because sometimes I just want to create this facade that I'm confident I don't need anybody's feedback. But in me, I want to ask her, and so there's this one particular Sunday where I asked her, how did, it, how did it go? And then she said to me, honey, that was so good. And then she said this statement, she said, the church needs to hear that. The church needs to hear that. And you know when she said that, you know what happened to me? I felt like I started to float. Why? Because the voice of my wife is the significantly important voice. And do you know what the others said about that preaching? I have no idea. I don't even remember. But I remember my wife's voice saying the church needs to hear that. And the reason why I remember it is because her voice is a significantly important voice. Jesus has that significantly important voice. In fact, he has the most important voice of all. In fact, he has the final say. He has the final word. To the point where all other voices really don't matter when you receive his word. And so others might say, Red, you're just the wrong church planter. But Jesus has the final word, and he says, go. Others might say, you just have the wrong skin color. But Jesus has the final word, and he says, I made you to embody justice. Others might say, you just have the wrong shape of the eyes or the wrong accent. But Jesus has the final word. And Jesus says, I made you to be able to show compassion to the hurting. Others might say, you know what? My past is just too much, has just too much trash. And so others might say, you're not even fit to live. And yet Jesus has the final say. And he says, what was meant for evil, I will turn around for good. 
No wonder in Luke 19, the people cried out, Hosanna, blessed be the name. Hosanna to God in the highest. Because he is worthy to receive our praise. Because he has the final say. And he has the final word. And so receive, receive the words of Jesus for you. The Lord needs the lowly, the muted. And when you receive that, listen, when you receive that, you will respond in saying, Jesus, I need you. And there's this love relationship that simply begins to form and develop. And so just like we do every Sunday, there's a sermon discussion portion. And I encourage you to join that sermon discussion portion so that you can process what you sense you're hearing from God today. And just two quick things that you can even chew on in that space is that you simply say something or you do something. If you could put up that slide. It's just a way that you move from being unmuted or rather muted to being unmuted. You know, God is, God is at work showing his love and his comfort and bringing about his justice in the world. And if you look at the news or if you hear what's happening in our world today and you feel burdened, say something in your workplace. Say something even on social media that serves to empower the lowly. Or when you're burdened about the hurt that's taking place or the suffering that's going on in this pandemic, I encourage you, just like it says on that slide, do something. Volunteer, serve, empower those who have been silenced. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for the words of Jesus that we receive even now. Who would have thought that you can use someone like me or some folks like us, and yet you include us to demonstrate your power and your glory. And for this, we respond and say, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so, Father, as we go into this closing time and these, these discussion groups, Lord, speak to us. We want to hear from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Amen. That is a word for each and every one of us. Um, and I love the way that um, Pastor Red described that, you know, God, is, God chooses you. He chooses me. He chooses each and every one of us. There's no uh, randomness to the fact that we're alive at this point in history. Each and every one of us has a role. And so, look, we're not, we're not encouraging you to get out there and just kind of like free flow it and let whatever, you, whatever comes to your mind just blurt it out in whatever space you're in. We're the body of Christ. And we know that God has chosen each and every one of us and he's given us a voice and he's called us for a particular time as this. And he's also given us wisdom. And so for some of you, you know exactly what he's called for you to do. And so for you, step one is that you just need to get about the business of doing it. Ask God to give you the courage. Ask him to give you the discipline and step out and do those things. And then for some of you, you just haven't even slowed down long enough to have any idea what it looks like for you to unmute yourself. 
And so we believe here at New Life that our activity flows out of our being. And so one way that you can step into your voice being heard is to allow yourself to slow down. In two weeks, on Saturday, April 17th, Pastor Sharon will be hosting a congregational day alone with God. It will be virtual. This is going to be an opportunity for you to take the day to just center yourself, allow yourself to hear who God has created you to be, and then what might be one step you could take in unmuting yourself and being the person he's called you to be for this community. There is not one of us that does not have a role. Every one of us has a role. For some of you, you may need to get involved in our community development and just try to serve those around us that are in need of a hand, in need of feet, in need of just, just compassion. And for some of you, you may need to step out Share what God has given you by mentoring, discipling young people. Perhaps it's in New Life Kids as a small group leader or in our student ministry as a small group leader and pass on what God has given you so the next generation can take a step forward. There is a role for every one of you. And our prayer here is that we can help you and we can support you in that. And so we want to hear back from you, whether that's through the next step card that you fill out, let us know that you're looking to take another step forward, or in that sermon discussion group, as Pastor Red said, after this service, there are going to be pastors in that space. If you're someone that wants to take a step and you really don't know what it is, step into that room, have a dialogue, process this sermon, see what might be an opportunity for you to step forward. And then we're always conscious every single Sunday that there are some of you that are out there and you are feeling trapped right now. You don't even know how to find this God that we're talking about. You know that you need something. You know that you need to do something, but you don't know how. And so on your screen right now, you'll see a number. You text to Jesus. Text this number that's on your screen. And you're going to get a call back from one of our pastors to talk you through what does it even mean to believe in Jesus Christ? What does it look like when you say, have a life with him? What does it mean when you say, God has something and chooses all of us? What does that mean? Who is this God? I don't even know. You can have a personal discussion around that. And we do want to hear from you. If you text yes to Jesus, one of our pastors will reach out to you within 48 hours, and you can have that discussion. So brothers and sisters, the final thing I'll say to you is that the world is looking for the people of God to take our place, to show the love, the hands, and the feet of Jesus in this very troubled and lonely world. And that means the world is looking for you and the world is looking for me as well. Open your hands, and I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll be dismissed. Brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of our living and precious God, may he bless you. May his face shine upon you. May you feel his presence today and ever forward as you go throughout this week. May you know that this God that you worship has called you, has purposed you, and has a meaning for you in this world, that he's equipped you, that he loves you, 
that he will never leave you nor will he forsake you and that you too have a voice that the world needs to hear. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you all. Have a great week. Grace and peace.